The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of our favorite companies, one of our favorite sponsors. Four Sigmatic specializes in superfoods, medicinal mushrooms, and adaptogenic herbs, and they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. If you are looking for a coffee alternative to switch up your caffeine intake, Four Sigmatic has the blends for you. They're all delicious. Just open a pack and add to hot water. They don't taste like mushrooms, and like always, we have a special offer just for the him and her listeners. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enter promo code skinny at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Guys, this is an extra special episode because Primal Kitchen has offered to give away some major swag. So they're going to give three of you, they're going to pick three people to win a basket, okay? And there's $300 worth of Primal Kitchen goodies. I saw the basket. It's major. It's full of everything. You're going to get the ketchup, the lemon turmeric dressing, all different kinds of uh, stuff, okay? You're going to like pimp out your kitchen. All you have to do is tell me your favorite Primal Kitchen product on my latest Instagram, my latest Instagram at The Skinny Confidential, and then follow at Primal Kitchen Foods. Super easy. And we'll pick three of you to win some Primal Kitchen swag. All right, let's get into the episode. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! Like, I'll take, you, I'll take you back, you know, a couple million years where we're, our brains are wired to overeat. Now that's, you know, that's problematic today because there's access to so much food. But in the absence of food, when a brain is wired to overeat, now we're also wired to convert the excess energy from having overeaten into a fuel that we get to carry around with us on our bodies. It's so cool if you think about it, that we can convert energy into a fuel that we can carry right over the center of gravity, right over the hips. You know, we're bipedal organisms, we stand upright. So to load the fat, this fuel, onto our hips and our thighs and our butt is is beautiful design, it's perfect. Bonjour, bonjour, comment ça va, everybody? That's my friend, I don't have a very good French accent. We are back from France. Back in the saddle, back on the mic. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Mark Sisson. On this episode, we're talking all things wellness, primal kitchen, keto, intermittent fasting for all you health freaks out there. Guys, welcome back. It's been a long time since we've been on the mic. We have not been on the mic for three and a half weeks, which was a nice break because sometimes Michael and I fight BTS or on the mic. Sometimes, all the time. Guys, it's, a, it's, it's been interesting because we've been doing interviews ever since we got back, hit the ground running a little bit jet lagged. And I'll say, Lauren, I missed the microphone. And also I was a little bit rusty in some of those interviews in the beginning. Hopefully people can't decipher which ones, but um, it's it's good to be back. Good uh, to be back. You're re- you're like ready today. I'm fucking fired up. Taylor, are you, is your mic on? I bet it's not on. Nope. It's not on because he's doing an intro. Turn it on because I need to talk to you again. Lauren, how you doing? It feels good to be back. I'm doing great. We had such a fun time in France and Italy. We ate so much food. I'm definitely five pounds heavier. I have travel pimples. and um, But I, other than that, I'm relaxed. I'm rejuvenated. I'm a little fucking jet lagged, though. Not too bad. Well, I think that's probably why we have so much energy. Guys, I am bronzed up. I'm looking good. A lot of people saying, wow, look at that tan. And I said, yep, here we go. You look like Magda from Something About Mary. Like you guys are twins. You laid out in the sun so bad. I did everything that you said not to do. And yeah. I feel... Pretty good. He, he did not listen to me. The hyperpigmentation was so real. This trip, my skin is under like some scrutiny right now. It is it is hyperpigmentation, brown spots, travel pimples. If you guys want to know what I'm doing for my travel pimples, you can go to the Skinny Confidential and Google the pimple cure. I'm using this clay. It's like this three ingredient clay that's insane. Um, but yeah, it's it's bleak. I was out there baking like a snake on a rock. You don't wear sunscreen. You no, were... wrong. I do. Uh, I do. I wear sunscreen. What kind? Um, Hampton Sun. Uh, I don't know. If, no, for the face, though, I wear Dr. Dennis Gross, but for the body, Hampton uh, Sun. And also there's this tattoo sunscreen. It's like a deodorant. I got to look it up what I wear, but it's I put that on the tattoo. You know so what fine. my pet peeve is, Taylor? What is your pet peeve? It's when my oh, mic's on now. Good. Okay. Yeah, good. It's when Michael asked me to apply sunscreen to his back. 
I'm not. Does he ask you to apply sunscreen to any other part of his body? No, because I don't use sunscreen on weird parts of my body, you freak. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, not everyone has razor burn and needs sunscreen down there. Taylor, did you miss us? What what happened while we were gone? Anything interesting? Nothing too interesting. It was kind of business as usual, which is okay. I'm okay with that completely. Taylor, you I... You are anything but business as usual. Yeah, business as usual. Taylor, I have to tell you, we were at our friend Ingrid's house and we were telling your stories like no tomorrow. We were telling all different kinds of stories about you that you've told us and they their jaws were on the floor good that's what it's about that's what it's about we, so you have to you have to shock some people to make them realize they were reality. shocked they said i didn't even know things like this existed oh it does <laughs> and they do unfortunately yeah so and listen we came back everything was still running nothing fell apart uh and I think, you know, I was talking to my team here at Dear Media and I was, and I was saying, you know, a lot of people can build businesses. I think a business, anything that brings in income, but building a company is a different thing. And I'm so proud of my team because I was able to leave for almost three weeks, which is very rare for me and come back. And the, the ship is running smoother than ever. It just goes to show. They don't even really need me. They don't even really tell you guys don't even really need me here. Throw you them really off don't. the island. Throw them off the island. Really don't. We're building a company, people. That's how it's done. You are fired up. What did you have today? I'm just excited. I'm crack cocaine. I think in your I'm latte? in ketosis. I think I, I after talking to Mark, I think I'm in ketosis. Is that what it's called? Ketosis. Ketosis. Guys, we have an exciting episode today. We saved this one for a solo week with one of the biggest powerhouses in the condiment space, as well as the wellness space. A very serious entrepreneur, very serious wellness guru. He's also salt and peppery. Like he's like a hot, like he's a hot commodity. Guys, Mark Sisson. He has been blogging, I believe, since 2006 on Mark's Daily Apple. From there, started the very famous brand that we all know and love now. Primal Kitchens has some of our favorite dressings. Lauren, which one's your favorite? Get the lemon turmeric, you guys. Just trust me. Have it on hand. It's great to add your own dressing to any salad that you Postmates or order for lunch. The lemon turmeric is the shit. He's an American fitness author, food blogger, former distance runner, triathlete, and Ironman competitor. And, like I said, launched the massively successful Primal Kitchens brand. Guys, with that, let's pick this guy's brain. Mark Sisson, welcome to the podcast. Before we dive into that, I'm going to tell you about the green powder I take. So I feel like I get asked this a lot on DMs of what kind of green powder do you take? Green powder, for me, it's a thing. It's always been a thing because I feel like you're not going to get all the nutrients that you need through just eating food, especially when I'm traveling. I'm jet lagged. I'm tired. So recently I went to France and I took 20 packets of athletic greens with me. And I initially was introduced to athletic greens by Tim Ferriss, who I'm a huge fan of. He raved about them. I tried them. I fell in love with them. I actually tried them at home first and put them in my smoothie super easy. It tastes good. You're getting all your vitamins, your nutrients. It's efficient, guys. You know, I love that word. Anyway, so while I was traveling, I obviously didn't have time to make an entire smoothie because we were constantly on the go. You know, Michael's dragging me around like no tomorrow. So what I did is I did ice and water in the morning. I did it with my coffee. I just poured a little pack in my water and stirred it up and gulped it down. Then I felt really good about myself when I was stuffing my face with pasta and chocolate croissants. If you're interested in the specifics of Athletic Greens, basically it's 75 proven vitamin minerals and whole food sourced ingredients, and it's going to help support your body's nutritional needs. I mean, this is this is great that you just get this in a packet and then you can go. So like I said, it's an all-in-one daily nutritional insurance to support your energy levels, immunity, gut health, which is huge for me, and hormonal systems. And it also promotes healthy aging, which we love. So it keeps you nice and youthful. All right. If it's time to focus on your health and feel your best, getting into a daily routine with Athletic Greens really will be the single best thing you can do for yourself this year. Why not just try it? Just jump over to athleticgreens.com slash skinny and claim our special offer today. So you're going to get 20 free travel packets valued at $79 with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com slash skinny. Start your day right and good things will follow. Here's the deal, guys. If you're going on vacation, the travel packets are amazing. Just throw them in your carry-on, hop on the airplane, and gulp it down every day, and you're good to go. Let's get back into the episode with Mark. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Mark, you've been a busy guy last couple of years. <laughs> really Just, busy guy. To say the least. What's going on now? Now, I'm, you know, I sold uh, Primal Kitchen to Kraft Heinz in January. Um, I have a two-year consulting agreement with them. So I'm still the face of the brand. I'm having a blast doing the things that I always liked to do, 
uh, as the head of a company and now not doing the things that I don't have to do, you know, the HR, the operations, the finance, all this, the personal guarantees, you know, all the things that keep, keep people up at night. So now I'm just doing, you know, we're inventing new products and coming up with new product ideas and doing tastings and adjustments and things like that. And then I'm going uh, on the road a lot, meeting customers, uh, meeting with brokers. Um, I've had uh, the pleasure of interacting with some of the board members of Kraft Heinz and kind of taking a real uh, serious global look at the future of food, which I find really exciting. That must be interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, and I'm looking for the next thing. I'm looking for the next, uh, opportunity because I'm not going to retire. Guy like you doesn't slow down. No, no. So I want I mean, I'm sure the majority of this audience is, I'm sure is familiar with your products in Primal Kitchen, but for those that are unfamiliar with you and your story, can we get a little bit of like brief background? Sure. I don't know if I can be brief. It's <laughs> a, it's a story that starts when I was 12, but, uh, I've always been into health and fitness um, you know, I was a endurance athlete when I was younger, mostly cause I couldn't do anything else. I was, I was a scrawny teen and, um, I was able to run distance. I couldn't play baseball, basketball, football, or any of the team sports. So I wound up gravitating toward endurance athletics, uh, was very interested in performance, uh, at that level and, and how I could improve my performance. So I started looking at nutrition very early on, uh, partly to, uh, figure out how I could be a faster runner, but also was, was interested in longevity and, and uh, health and wellness. And at a very early age, started to read research and read a lot of books on the topic. And uh, as my running and triathlon career wound down, I had a fairly successful career, but I was overtrained and I started getting injuries and I started getting illnesses and itises and all sorts of things that were compromising my performance and my health in general. So I had to retire from elite level competition. And I rededicated myself to looking at ways in which I could be that strong, lean, fit, happy, healthy, productive individual without all of the struggle and sacrifice and, and pain and suffering. Uh, that led me to investigating what I call a life way that eventually became the primal blueprint. But it looked at evolutionary science and, and genetic science and how uh, we can affect our health on a minute by minute basis based on how we uh, tell our genes to operate. We can switch genes on or off uh, every minute of every day based on signals we give the genes. Can you give me like a brief example of that? Yeah. So, you know, lifting weights would would prompt uh, your genes to respond by increasing muscle size and mass and strength and power. Um, cutting out carbohydrates will prompt your genes to uh, become better at burning fat and create a whole fat burning machinery within your body that would not otherwise be called upon. Uh in the absence of, uh, if you if you overconsume food or carbohydrate, uh, your genes will be switched on to store a lot of fat because that's what we're programmed to do. So my challenge has been to identify these hidden genetic switches that we all have, and then investigate ways in which we can turn them on or off, almost at will, um, and largely through our behaviors. So not just food, um, but types of movement. So you know, I was a skinny runner because I chose that activity. And that caused me to lose muscle mass in my upper body and become uh, in, in, an endurance beast and increase my VO2 max. Had I elected to go in the gym and lift more weights, I would have been 30 or 40 pounds heavier and I would have maybe chosen a different sport. All of this is, uh, is available based on um, the signals that I chose to give my, my body, the inputs I gave my body. Now it goes beyond just uh, diet and exercise. You can talk about getting enough sleep you can talk about how sun exposure uh, can increase vitamin D and improve your immune system. That's all happening at the level of gene expression. And so every scientific study that, that looks at some change, some variable that we introduce in lifestyle or in the laboratory, now it all comes down to what is happening at the level of gene expression. Why is the outcome from that experiment what it is? It's always because of one or more genes being turned on or off as a result of it. It's really exciting because what it does is it, is it empowers people uh, to take responsibility for their health and their lives, right? And I think people want that. I mean, for a long time, I was a little bit cynical and I thought, well, people want to, you know, they want the excuse that, well, my parents gave me this set of genes and I'm doomed to being overweight or I'm doomed to being 
you know, a weakling or I'm doomed to getting heart disease in my 40s because my uncle and my dad both did. And none of that is true. Um, genes are not destiny. They're just sort of a, a roadmap that kind of helps you guide choices that you make in your life. And so my my main focus as an educator has been to just make people aware of the choices that are available and what the, the outcomes might be by engaging in those choices. So I want to know about how you used to be on TV. And the reason I want to know about this is because I feel like you were content marketing for what you're doing now when you were on television. And you maybe you didn't know it or you did know it, but you were almost doing social media without without social media being around, it seems like. Can you go back to when you were on television? Sure. So in the um, early part of, uh, well, the, like mid-1990s, I think in 96, I started a supplement company. And that was an offshoot of my interest in performance, in sports performance. Um, but within a few years of, of engaging in creating high-potency multivitamins for athletes and, and performance, safe, legal, performance-enhancing products... I found that most of my market was little old ladies who had read the research on anti-aging and uh, wanted to live longer and wanted to be healthy and, and have a better quality of life. I started uh, on a radio program uh, with a guy named Doug Kaufman who had a show called Know the Cause, and it was really a health and fitness kind of oriented, mostly health. And how old were you? Um, oh, I was already old by then, so. <laughs> you don't look old. I was, uh, you know, 40. Uh, 46, 47, something like that when I, when I started that. And, uh, and then he, he uh, morphed into a TV show that was uh, on a cobbled together network of Christian and family and faith, faith and family broadcasting throughout the country. So I wound up sponsoring uh, airtime on his show. And then I'd go on as a guest and I'd talk about everything I knew about health and fitness and diet and exercise and medicine to the extent that I could talk about medicine. You were an influencer. I was an influencer. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and then, oh, by the way, I have these cool products for sale, this, you know, these high potency multivitamin, uh, antioxidant, you know, super food before the term superfood came along. And I built a huge business. Well, it was huge, but it was a very profitable and nice business and could have kept me going for a long time uh, doing that. And that for oh, six, seven years, I grew five or 6% a month uh, on the strength of that. And that was back in the days when you know, call my phone number and talk to my uh, call, call center, center. Yeah, yep. and, and, you know, to order. You couldn't order online at that point. And uh, it was just sort of coming into vogue. Uh, and I, again, I had a great, a great, great business. Over the years, what happened, and, you know, this is, this is the way business works, and this is why you have to pivot in business. 2004 rolls around, and I realize I'm not selling as much product. The model has shifted. And now, instead of there being you know, a handful of stations that people could watch on television, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, maybe Fox. Uh, now there were 300 stations. Now there was cable and there were Dish and Direct, and the internet was starting to make uh, broadcasting available. People had realized that this concept of the call to action, call in the next 30 minutes and you'll get this as well, uh, that the, the public became immune to that. And so my model, which is kind of based on an infomercial model, shifted and I started to lose money. I started to lose um, the uh, the audience that I'd built um, and it was quite devastating. And so for one year I thought, um, well, I can fix this. Um, and this is where in business you sort of, you know, you, you look at what the next, maybe what door opens for you. And in this case, I had to, I thought, well, I'll do my own show and I'll produce and direct and star in uh, a health show. And, it, and I did. And I shot 52 half-hour episodes of a show called Responsible Health. Great name, great show, built a set, had a co-host, had guests on every, every day, bought time on Travel Channel, was on at 8.30 every morning on Travel Channel, Monday through Friday, and lost a million and a half bucks within about, you know, eight months. Ooh. Yeah. It's smart to talk about it. It's good to talk about it because a lot of entrepreneurs, when something starts going, when, you know, maybe you had a successful business like you had and then something changes and they try to hang on and they try to keep that same model. And so you have to be aware when it's time to pivot and change and recognize new mediums. That ought to be one of the top five things in business is, is recognizing when hanging on and perseverance just isn't enough, <laughs> you know, and you got to, you got to pivot and you got to rethink. It's why Blockbuster's not Netflix. No, uh, uh, that's gr the, you know, one of many great examples. Yeah. Uh, so in 2006, uh, I thought, you know, this blogging thing sounds pretty cool. Maybe I'll start 
doing that. I was great at content, if I do say so myself. You know, in television, you have to, it's thousands of dollars per minute to produce it and buy the time. And then on the internet, it was like kind of free. Uh, you know, you could you could be in two billion homes. You just had to be one of, uh, at the time, 250 million channels. So you had to have people be, be able to find you. And that was the real challenge. Insurance broker was asking me for sort of this business. Okay, well, how much do we need to insure these recording sessions for? Like what, how much, what kind of expenses, what can go wrong if something I'm like, I don't know, maybe like hundred bucks. Like yeah. what, what's going to happen here? You know, we got yeah. the equipment that's already paid for. <laughs> no. And, and you're right. In video, in the old days of video, you know, every camera was $80,000 and you know, you had all the editing stuff. The software was hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Now you can do it on a phone. No, it's crazy. It's crazy how yeah. fast and how efficient yeah. you can. I want to go back to the, to the gene switching. Yes. Right. And, and being able to turn on and off genes, positive, negative. What do you see as the biggest, I don't want to say mistakes. Um, we could call them mistakes for this purpose. What's a, what's a negative gene to turn on? Well, I don't uh, that even frame that question, right? but do you get what no, I'm trying no, to get no, out I, here? I do. And, and by the way, I don't even like to think in, in terms of negative and positive. Genes do what they do. They're just like you could say, you know, uh, I got uh, type 2 diabetes because of the signals I gave my genes in terms of not exercising enough and eating too much sugar and eating uh, too many uh, industrialized seed oils, things like canola, soybean, corn oil. All those things switch on genes that, in, that increase inflammation, um, that predispose the cells to be resistant to insulin and cause type 2 diabetes. Um, but, but, you know, if you take out the, the assessment of good or bad, that's just your perfect body responding to the signals you gave it. Uh, and you can, you can change that by altering the way you eat and the way you move. You can, I can, in 95% of cases, I can take somebody who has type 2 diabetes and, have, and make them not have type 2 diabetes with those shifts. Be specific here. I want to know, like, if let's say I have type 2, di type two diabetes, what are you going to tell me to do? Yeah. So, you know, I have to be careful to not be dispensing medical advice. He's here. not dispensing but, medical uh, advice. Is, We're know, just but, talking but, and but having a conversation. That's where that insurance policy I've, comes in. <laughs> I've known people who have done this, uh, you know, uh, cut out the sugars, uh, cut out the sweetened beverages, cut out the pies, cakes, candies, cookies, ice cream, and all that stuff. Uh, get rid of sweetened beverages, get rid of um, grains for the most part, uh, get rid of industrial seed oils like corn oil, soybean oil, canola oil, and in their place, introduce what a novel concept, real food. So meat, fish, fowl, eggs, nuts, seeds, vegetables, a little bit of fruit, and then exercise. And not just, um, you know, not just hitting the gym and, and getting on the treadmill and, and banging out 500 calories in 45 minutes, but a lot of walking and then a little bit of lifting weights. And in invariably, this concept of insulin resistance subsides and you blood sugar normalizes and, and people are no longer type 2 diabetic. Are there any ingredients or foods that people think are good for them that when you hear them saying, hey, I'm, I'm doing more of this to try to lose weight, that you're just like, that's a mistake? Oh, I mean, I see it all the time with people like on a- Like, like for a long time, people thought soy was good for men. I think soy is, I don't- Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, yeah. So I've been battling the conventional wisdom my whole career. Uh, you know, I started talking about saturated fat and cholesterol not being the proximate cause of heart disease, you know, 20 years ago. And at the time, there were, there were other people talking about it, and there was good research on it, but it was not being accepted by by many people at all. And now it's sort of conventional wisdom or common commonly known that that uh, it's oxidative damage and inflammation that are cause of heart disease, and that and that uh, cholesterol is just a minor player in that role. And saturated fat has pretty much nothing to do with it. Throughout the 80s and 90s, you know, it was conventional wisdom and the mantra was uh, fat makes you fat. You know, the fat you eat is the fat you wear. And, and, and now we know that's almost the exact opposite, that, a, uh, that consuming healthy fats is good for you. It's beneficial in m many ways, one of which is just in how you combust fuel and how your body moves. And we want to be good at burning fat. We don't want to be reliant on carbohydrates. Uh, but for the longest time, you know, the, 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 um, uh, the fitness industry would say, oh, don't never go two and a half hours without eating something, you know, carry your Tupperware around with you and make sure you have 10 grams of protein and a little bit of carbohydrate there. And, and if you don't, if you skip a meal or two, you'll start to go into cannibal mode and you'll cannibalize your muscle tissue. And all of that stuff was nonsense, but that's what everybody adhered to. And, and, you know, we, uh, we tend to have, uh, you know, I guess a collective conscious in this country about what we think is good for us, what we think is healthy for us. And in many cases, 
it could be it can be demonstrated that it's almost the opposite. So you're blogging. I assume you're blogging about all these things that you're talking about now. And then when does the idea for Primal Kitchen come? Is well, so that's that's a great example of uh, again being going down that that business route with the same blinders on. And so for ten almost ten years, uh, I was writing about you know diet, exercise, fitness, all sorts of things having to do with with health and wellness. Uh, and I was selling my vitamins, you know, and I was using my website as the platform upon which to sell my supplements. Around 2014, I'm like, you know, the the business isn't growing the way I thought it would. And I'm writing about food a lot. I mean, I, I really have identified food as being a major factor in accessing better health. So I started writing about not just the types of food that we eat, but I was presenting recipes every Saturday. I was all sorts of DIY stuff on how to make your own sauces and 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 salad dressings and even condiments. And I recognized just a, a light bulb went on and I'm like, you know, when you get rid of all the crap that we, I just talked about, the industrial seed oils and the sugars and the added uh, processed carbohydrates and things like that, you and you come down to this list of, of real food, it's wonderful food, but it's kind of a short list, right? There's going to be, you know, beef, pork, lamb, chicken, turkey, a couple kinds of fish, you know, name me 17 vegetables that you'll eat next year, be a potato, you know, or something here and there. Um, what makes the difference is how you prepare it. The sauces, the dressings, the toppings, the herbs, the spices, the methods of preparation that give that real food an almost infinite variety. It's a reason that there are probably a thousand paleo or keto cookbooks now. When you prepare these foods, according to uh, that that template, that paleo or primal or keto template, these foods are awesome. I mean, you have a dinner party and people who didn't know that you were keto or low carb would come over and say, this is the best, you know, lamb I've ever had, or this is the best chicken I've ever had. And, oh, you know, and you go, oh, by the way, it's very healthy. It's very good for you. Well, they can't believe it, right? So it's it's what you put on the food that really makes the difference. And I realized that no one was making the sorts of condiments and salad dressings and sauces that I was writing about making, DIY, or that I wanted for myself. And I'm a guy who I don't like to make, you know, people say you have like, you know, you have seven cookbooks, you must love to cook. I'm like, no, I hate to cook. I love to eat. I just want to tell people how to make food for me. So, <laughs> so I, uh, uh, I, I looked at the marketplace and I thought, well, there's an opportunity here for someone to make a really great tasting and good for you, uh, mayo, ketchup, uh, mustard, salad dressings, barbecue sauces, steak sauces. And that's what really became the the impetus for starting Primal Kitchen only in 2014. And we launched our first product in, in February of 2015. That's pretty incredible. I mean, the, the, the pace of that. But you know, like thinking back as a kid, now I eat a lot of it. I can eat vegetables because I have all these tools. But when I was growing up, it just, it was so bland and gross. And then you don't know how to cook it later. I mean, I'm not a cook. And so yeah. later you you need these things to be able to stomach a lot of this stuff. I mean, if I do say so myself. No, 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 you're absolutely right. And and so one of the greatest, uh, you know, testimonials we get for our products is my kids are now eating salads and vegetables and uh, because the mayonnaise tastes great. And they love it. And I feel great about giving them as much as they want. Uh, and we just like a year ago, we introduced a ketchup that was the first. Ketchup's really good. It's really good if I do say so myself. And it was, it's like, how come no one solved that in the last 10 years? Because we've known about high fructose corn syrup and all of the sort of less than desirable com components of ketchup for a long time. It's one of the reasons that moms have have sort of withdrawn ketchup from the kid's menu and and in so doing, you know, have made it that much more difficult to introduce vegetables. Uh, yeah, I could not figure out why no one had solved that. And so we did, and we have a great tasting, organic, completely unsweetened ketchup that is just, uh, I think, a game changer for for a lot of people, but for moms especially. That, the Thousand Island, and the avocado mayo are my favorites. That's great. You Love guys got to gotta try those ones. Those are like insane. What are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? All right, plot twist. Let's talk about skincare, okay? Wouldn't you love an edible serum, Michael, with avocado oil, organic olive fruit, reishi mushrooms, honeysuckle flower essence, Japanese honeysuckle flower extract, and jojoba seed oil. Lauren, 
I would love that if I didn't already have it from my favorite friends over at Four Sigmatic. Thank God, because your forehead was looking like a cursive line. It's looking pretty fleeky these days. I got to say so myself. (laughs) You're looking dewy. I got my mushroom superfoods both in and outside of my body. Guys, Four Sigmatic has launched skincare, okay? There's a serum and there's also a mushroom face mask. I'm a huge fan of the serum. I've talked about this over and over and over. It's this black bottle of this incredible oil that is so pure, you can actually eat it. That's right, you can eat it. And it hydrates your skin and gives you this smooth, dewy, glowy, pretty skin. Really nice to put underneath your makeup. My favorite way to use it is at night. I take it down to the tits, you know this. It's on my neck, it's on my chest, it's everywhere. And the best part of this is this is a really good product to start your significant other with. A lot of you guys have asked how I've gotten Michael into such a efficient skincare routine. And it's because I started him with one product. So this product is like, you could say to your, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you could say, listen, this is a product that is so good that you can eat it. So they could like eat it, you know, while they're using it. And you just feel so youthful after that it's worth every single penny. And don't worry, ladies, for the men out there that have that little bit of a, you know, a little bit insecure and still want to be a little bit more masculine. It comes in a sleek black bottle, very masculine, very strong. I have it on my vanity. Cruelty-free, vegan, and edible. Guys, we have a special offer for you just to save you a little bit more money on this product. So get your guys looking good. Get your ladies looking fine. Go to foursigmatic.com slash skinny for 15% off your entire order. Again, that's foursigmatic.com slash skinny for 15% off your entire order. Enjoy. Their whole range of products is something that we swear by. We love them all. The quickest way to make your husband dewy and glowy, Four Sigmatic. It's what I do. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I've written a lot about it. It's probably the way we're meant to eat. Uh, We're not meant to eat three meals a day, let alone, you know, three meals plus two snacks plus a a bedtime, whatever. When I was training, when I was a kid, that's what every trainer said. They said, wake up, you have this massive meal, then you go to the gym, then you have a shake with another snack, and then you have lunch, and then you have another snack, and then you have a massive dinner. Again, that was the, the, um, the notion, first of all, was that we run on carbohydrate and glycogen and glucose, not on fat. Uh, And that that has shifted. So now the, the the circles that I run in and the science that I look at looks at, you know, how how can we become really good at burning fat? I call it metabolically flexible. How can we develop this body that gets energy from whatever substrate is available? Could be the fat on your plate of food, could be the fat on your thighs or belly or hips, could be the carbohydrate in your plate of food, could be the glucose in your bloodstream or the glycogen in your muscles, could be the amino acids you know in your bloodstream. Although we don't want that to happen, it could be the ketones that your liver's making. There's all these types of uh, substrates for energy that could be available if we, if, we, if we turned on the right genes, getting back to that. So one of the ways to do this, to become metabolically flexible and to become fat adapted and in so doing become keto adapted is to A, cut carbohydrates way down. So you force your body to tap into its stored body fat and then B, find opportunities to not eat. And that scared a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of trainers over the years, because again, you, you keep thinking that, well, if I don't eat, if I skip a meal, then there's this whole cascade of events, which will cause my, you know, the lack of blood sugar, lack of blood glucose to tell my brain to secrete cortisol from my adrenals and go tear down muscle tissue to send some of those amino acids to the liver to become glucose, to feed the brain. All of that goes away when you become fat adapted. When you learn how to burn your own body fat, then the brain has plenty of, of fuel, doesn't get frantic or you know desperate. Um, you, go, you can go long periods of time, like really long periods of time without needing food. That's been the biggest eye-opener for me is you, know, you can go three, four, five days without eating food if you want to or have to and have not only no negative consequences, have potentially positive um, effects from the, the, what we call autophagy, the housekeeping, the house cleaning that takes place in the cells and the cells start to, in the absence of other, um, food, uh, substrates might consume damaged proteins, might get rid of damaged fats within the cell, might start doing some DNA repair in the cell. All of these things now become, um, very, very important, uh, longevity, um, strategies. And so back to the intermittent fasting thing, the, the way I 
started intermittent fasting is I just, because I became good at burning fat, I wake up in the morning and I have all the energy I need for the day. I don't need to eat breakfast. So I eat my first meal around 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh, Every day. Pretty much. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about fractal eating, but uh, pretty much every day, one, one or one thirty, sometimes two. What time did you stop eating that the night before? Uh, seven, seven thirty. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, what we call a compressed eating window. Now, some people would call that intermittent fasting, um, and that's my standard. I eat two meals a day, not three. Um, other people would look at intermittent fasting and so, say, "Well, it's not really intermittent fasting if you go, unless you go at least twenty four hours between meals." But what we realize pretty quickly is that when you become fat adapted, when you become metabolically flexible, when you have access to your own stored body fat, like at a moment's notice, the body doesn't even know whether it got the the energy from the food you just ate or from your hips or thighs or butt or wherever that fat's coming from. Um, It's this seamless transition. And one of the, probably the single greatest benefit is hunger, appetite, and cravings dissipate. They almost disappear for some people. So you don't get hungry. Now, you'd say, well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a great thing because I think a lot of people run their lives around food food, and eat and timing of meals. Like, uh, uh, Mike, we can't do the podcast today at 1130 because that's going to cut into my lunch and I'll get hangry, right? Or uh, I can't take that four-hour flight that time of day because that's going to go right through dinner time and they don't serve food on the plane. You know, all those things that we sort of think about where you wake up in the morning and it's just, you, and you hear that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, right? It's not, and it may be quite the opposite. So uh, the freedom that you that you arrive at when you become metabolically flexible, fat adapted, keto adapted, um, extends, um, it, you know, to this freedom from meal times, this uh, release from the tether of hunger, appetite, and cravings, uh, this. Uh, additional energy that you have throughout the day lowers your cortisol. Uh, lowers your, lowers your cortisol. Like I'm, st- I used to stuff an egg in my face when I was going down the elevator. Like yeah. now with intermittent fasting, you don't have to be doing that. Yeah, which is crazy. No, it's it's such it's so empowering. So, uh, do, what are you allowed to eat when you're fasting? Like I, I know you can you can drink black coffee. Can you do an almond milk like malk? No. So oh, it, you know fasting. Gets... She's been every we, every time we talk about this subject, she, she pushes me out so we can do almond milk. Fasting, by its very definition, means you're not consuming anything that has calories in it. Okay. So um, you know, and I hear people you know talk about their intermittent fasting and they're having a a buttered coffee with 250 calories and MCT oil and butter and whatever in it. Now it's not fasting. And uh, there's a you know friend of, a dear friend of mine has a book out now uh, which is basically based on intermittent fasting. And I have to sort of sometimes look you know laugh at the fact that anything that has fat in it is cheating the fast. Well, it's not cheating the fat. I think he's been on this show. He, he's a sweetheart, and I lo- and I love him to death. But he's you know but but that's not fasting. That's that's not having a, a negative effect, you know, it, but it's not fasting. So it's, it's just not consuming. Iced tea? Carbo- iced tea, unsweetened iced tea. Unsweetened iced tea. Before Go you keep it. going in this, is it, how, how. She wants, what, she wants to find a way. No, I, I want the specifics been, of what you can, what you're allowed. Like what are the foods that are. are every time not, we talk about like, the subject, like I said. Is I think, it just water, coffee, tea? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Some people would argue co- even coffee is not, not, you know, appropriate, but it's like, you know, at some point you got to like. What am I trying to do here? Am I literally trying not to eat or am I trying to derive benefits from a strategy that I put together, which includes enjoying my life? Well, that's the key there too, because you don't want to torture yourself. No, you know, no. you live, you live this life once. I wanted to talk, I want to stay on the subject, but how in line is keto with intermittent fasting and how do they kind of play with each other? Because I know you've talked about the keto diet for a, for a long time. Yeah. That's something we haven't really gone into the sh- on the show very often at all. We've, we've touched on it. Yeah. So I wanted to know like how that plays into intermittent fasting, if at all. Oh, hundred percent. They, they're very aligned. So the more keto you are, uh, the longer you can go without eating. And that's fat, by definition, that's fasting. Uh, a lot of my keto friends have one meal a day, uh, not because they're intentional about it and they're trying to, you know, lose weight. In fact, my most keto friends have one meal a day. Uh, one of them is a bodybuilder. Uh, one of them is a, a business person who's built a very successful business. And you know, when I first started asking him about like one meal a day, like that's that's a wild thought. First of all. And you must have to be really mindful of what you eat for that one meal. 
And in my mind, I'm thinking that's because you probably weren't going to overeat, right? And stuff yourself. He goes, yeah, I have to be really mindful that I eat enough because hunger just doesn't run me. Uh, and so that, that again, was a very eye-opening thing. And what I realized for myself was that for, and I'm, you know, in my 60s, and when I was in my 40s and 50s, I was still consuming 33, 34, 3,500 calories a day and maintaining my mass and maintaining my, you know, uh, strength and everything else. Uh, but I realized once I, once I tapped into this superpower that we have, this sort of ketogenic metabolic flexibility-based uh, power, I can get by on 30% fewer calories than I thought I needed. So I have days when I have 1,200 calories. Some days I have 2,200 calories. I almost never have more than 3,000 calories in a day. And I think, you know, if you, if I could like have a wish be granted right now to change the world, it would be um, if everyone ate the way I did, we could feed the planet. Because we, first of all, most Americans in most of the uh, first world countries would eat 30% fewer, or well, I'm eating 30% fewer than what I ate. Most people could get by on on 70% fewer calories than they currently consume. We're definitely overeating over yeah, here, for oh, yeah. sure. What yeah. are you breaking your fast with and what are you eating when you are eating? Can you give us specifics? Is there like recipes that you use? Which dressings do you use? I want to uh, go so micro here. Yeah, so a lot of times um, my first meal is a big ass salad. So that's been my sort of go-to favorite, crunchy, salty, fatty, sweet. Do you make it at home? I have people who make it for me. Okay. What do they make? <laughs> Tell us what they make. Uh, ju just a, a giant uh, bowl of mixed greens, um, probably cucumber, tomatoes, uh, red peppers, um, green peppers, radishes, um, whatever's handy, certainly an avocado, maybe some nuts, and then topped off with some form of protein like uh, grilled salmon. Uh, or steak from the night before, or some chicken doused heavily with Primal Kitchen dressing. All right, hold up. I need to tell you guys about Tradesy. So little backstory, I have been selling my clothes on Tradesy for the past five years and just been obsessed. Not only though, is Tradesy good for selling your clothes, it's also insane for shopping, especially if you're like me and you like to do the rich girl, poor girl thing. So if you're in love with like a Louis Vuitton, I know they have this backpack that's major right now. It's like a mini one with long straps or you're wanting like a quilted Chanel or you would even maybe perhaps give your firstborn for a Birkin you know, whatever floats your boat here, then you need to check out tradesy.com. Okay. I can vouch for this site because like I said, I've been a practitioner of it. I've used it. I've shopped on it. I've gotten goodies from there. It really is the hottest online luxury fashion resale marketplace. And you basically get all the styles that you can't live without and you get it all up to 90% off. Okay. I love this. And here's the deal. When you order something like I've ordered a purse off Tradesy, it's, it basically looks brand new. You know what I mean? So you don't need to go into the store and, and buy double the price. It's just like, it's it's too much effort. I'd rather just buy it on Tradesy, get it for up to 90% off. You're going to be able to score some new with tag handbags. I'm not joking. Like some of the stuff, it's brand new. I'm telling you. And then they also have some gently loved designer pieces. If you want to check out my store, I have some, uh, some pieces in there. You can always go to tradesy.com and search Lauren Everett's. You'll see my whole store in there. The best part of everything with Tradesy though, is there's no fake shit. Okay. This is, this is a plot twist. Everything on Tradesy is guaranteed authentic or your money back. So you're going to see the hottest Dior bags, Gucci shoes, Chanel accessories, and designer clothing. Anyway, you're never going to feel guilty about an impulse buy. You're never wasting money on a one-time outfit. And you can also sell your stuff simultaneously. It's a win-win. Use code SKINNY at checkout at tradesy.com. That's promo code SKINNY at tradesy.com. And be sure to stock my store. Again, tradesy.com. Search Lauren Everett's. In my store, you're going to find everything from an Isabel Morant skirt that I wore on vacation to a green St. Laurent pump to even this gold lame Javon jacket. There's some fun stuff. Go check it out. Okay, let's get back to Mark. Which is your favorite? My favorite is lemon turmeric. Okay. But don't tell anybody in my company. Oop, too late. Uh, too late. Um, Only a couple of people here. Yeah. this. Um, no, I mean, I have uh, all the dressings. It, well, they initially came out of my, my own kitchen because those were the ones that I, those were my go-to dressings. So the first one we ever did was the honey mustard. And uh, I wanted to replicate the honey mustard that I that I used on an almost daily basis. I mean, part of my, uh, just who I am, I'm a little bit boring in my life. I like I like sort of routine. and, and A lot of successful people are. Yeah, they it, like to wear the same thing. Yeah. They like to eat the same thing. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So for me, the big ass salad, the variety was in the 
choice of meat that I had, the protein on top, and the dressing. And now that we have 14 dressings at Primal Kitchen- Ton of variety. Ton of variety. And I can take that same collection of greens and vegetables and change the taste, you know, sesame ginger one day, um, lemon turmeric another day, balsamic vinegar one day, barbecue ranch another day. So there's a lot of, lots of variability there. And, and again, it gives people that much more reason to stick to a healthy eating plan. Um, having said that, I met somebody for lunch the other day, had a skirt steak for lunch. That's all I had. Nice. It was great. Uh, and then what, wait, hold on. No, no, no. Okay. I got to hear about dinner, Michael. Okay, so dinner. We need specifics. Yeah, so dinner uh, is is typically um, another you know protein-based um, chicken or fish. Um, now that the carnivore diet is becoming a thing, uh, and I'm really doing a deep dive into that and researching it, I realized, wow, it's it's actually okay to have red meat more than a couple times a week. So I'll, so I'll have a ribeye or a, you know, last night we went to uh, uh, Bel Campo. I'll give them a plug here in Santa Monica. And we had 150 day uh, aged um, ribeye. Making Michael hungry. Listen, I have not, I'm doing, I haven't eaten, I'm still <laughs> my fast. I'm getting yeah. hungry now. Yeah. Uh, but out, so, so dinner would be some large portion of uh, protein and fat with grilled vegetables, um, you know, broccoli, broccolini, uh, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, something like that. Not a lot of carb at all. Not a lot of carb. No. If you, you're going to do a carb, is there a bread brand that you can recommend? No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> what no, about but, Dave's Killer Bread? But having having said that, I, there's not one that I recommend, but there are some that that fit the bill that are really quite good, and I would probably be okay with them. It's just that um, I don't eat bread largely because of the carb content, in addition to the glucose to the gluten. So so some of these breads that have almond flour and, you know, coconut flour and things like that, they're great. And they're, and they're grain, they're grain free. Like what's a brand? They're gluten free. So it sounds gonna, like your biggest thing is being grain free. Yeah. Grain free is my, is my big thing. Okay. Um, and, and in so doing I'm gluten free because gluten has been problematic for me. That was the thing that I identified, you know, tw almost 20 years ago that changed my life. There's two things I want to, I want to stay on here for a minute. The keto diet. So like I said, we've brushed on it a little bit on the show, but we've never actually done a deep dive into keto. Yep. For people that are listening that are either one, interested in keto that are trying it, yes. how top level, how do you explain it? Like how would you, what's the best way to approach it? Well, the ketogenic diet, first of all, to explain it, the ketogenic diet is a um, uh, is a diet that, that taps into an innate knowledge that every one of us has that we're born with. It's a factory setting at birth. And that is the ability to derive most of our energy from fats and whatever energy that we thought we needed to, to get from carbohydrate or glucose, we can get from ketones. Now, ketones are a byproduct of fat metabolism. They're healthy. They're good for you, uh, contrary to what some you know, doctors have, have believed over the years. Ketones are generated in the liver. And so when you withhold carbohydrates from the body, um, and I'm talking about now getting below 30, 40 grams of carbs a day, or you don't eat, because that'll happen too, uh, your body starts to upregulate these gene signaling pathways that improve your access to take fat out of storage. Uh, it increases the amount of the number of mitochondria that we have in the muscles so we can burn that fat and use that fat for fuel and not rely on carbohydrate. And then the brain, which typically we think of as being 100% reliant on glucose, runs even better on ketones. Now, you need a little bit of glucose, but you get that glucose from the body makes 50 to 100 grams of glucose a day by itself without any external input. So the ketogenic diet is, is one in which we uh, are able to improve our fat burning, uh, access, create an access and burn ketones, uh, and offset our need to take in any carbohydrate at all. The process over time then yields a, uh, an ideal body composition for most people. In other words, you take your own stored body fat and you start burning it as fuel. That's what it's for. Evolution created this amazing system. Like I'll take you, I'll take you back, you know, a couple of million years where we're, our brains are wired to overeat. Now that's, you know, that's problematic today because there's access to so much food. But in the absence of food, when a brain is wired to overeat, that's a good, it's a good thing to fill up, to overeat, to eat more than, than you, you know, will sate you. Now, we're also wired to convert the excess energy from having overeaten into a fuel that we get to carry around with us on our bodies. 
It's so cool if you think about it, that we can convert energy into a fuel that we can carry right over the center of gravity, right over the hips. You know, we're bipedal organisms. We stand upright. So to load the fat, this fuel, onto our hips and our thighs and our butt is is beautiful design. It's perfect, right? Now, a lot of people would argue with that and say, that's not necessarily perfect for me because I've been trying to lose that stuff, right? But the fact that we do that is was essential to our evolution and our survival to get to here. The problem comes today with access to so much food, we never do the reverse, which is tap into those fuel stores and, and combust them and burn them and, and make them disappear or melt away because we just... We don't give our bodies the right signals. That's the gene signaling. So when you withhold carbohydrate, when you cut back sugar, when you don't eat for periods of time, these signals start to happen. And the body says, well, I got to make more mitochondria so I can burn more fat. I'm not going to get much glucose. So I have to make ketones to run the brain. This is awesome. I'm going to make, I'm going to, you know, build the metabolic machinery uh, to, to combust all this stuff. I don't need carbohydrate. And that's what the ketogenic diet is about. And so... The way in which you begin that process, and I have a book called The Keto Reset Diet. That was going to be my follow-up was, yeah. what's the best approach? Yeah, the best approach, in my mind, is to spend three weeks just stair-stepping your way to get ready to do keto. So the three weeks would be getting rid of, again, the industrial seed oil. So the corn oil, soybean oil, processed foods, sugars, pies, cakes, candies, cookies, ice cream, sweetened beverages. I know, people, it sounds like a daunting it task. It sounds gnarly. Yeah. What but, about fruit and potatoes? So fruit, and, by the way, that's a good dish, fruit and potatoes. <laughs> uh, so those are two that I would get, that I would eliminate. Uh, now, in the first three weeks- If you're going to go, if yeah, you're going to do if, the keto. You know, if you go, in the first three weeks, a little bit of potatoes, some fruit is fine as you're stair-stepping your way into this program. So you want to get comfortable with getting rid of breads, pastas, rice, cereal, pies, cakes, candies, cookies, and all that stuff. And eating real, you just want to get comfort, comfortable eating real food. Now, once you've gotten comfortable doing that and you wake up and you feel a little bit more energetic and you don't feel so full all the time and you and you certainly don't feel as hungry all the time, then, and in the book, we have like a midterm exam that you take and you have to get a 70 on it in order to earn the right to go keto, right? Uh, then you just find 50 or 60 grams of carbs in your current plan that you can eliminate, and that might be the potatoes and the fruit, um, and and cut it down to 30, 40 grams of carbs for a couple of weeks, and you'll ease into keto, and it'll be, you know, most people say, you know, it's a little bit, there's a little bit of discomfort for a day or two because the brain hasn't gotten used to the concept of not having glucose all the time. But once it does, and once it gets adept at burning the ketones, now a whole added level, you sort of ratchet up a level of energy in terms of your thought process, your cognition, your mood, um, your just basic energy cruising through the day. Last follow-up question on this. So we've had some, some prominent names on the show that are critics of the keto diet. How would you answer those critics that do criticize this diet? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if keto is not dangerous, if it's done right, um, it's actually extremely beneficial. It is the default setting for humans. We are supposed to be deriving most of our energy from fat. If you're a woman, you're going to have some hormonal um, variables that 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 can we can throw into the equation. And yeah, that's right. So you have to do this, you know, with mindfully and intentionally. But it's still, um, I would say, the ideal human diet is one that is low in or devoid of sugars. If I had one piece of advice to give everybody in the world, it's just the less sugar you eat in, in your life, the better off you'll be. And if, it, if you can get that down to zero or close to zero, then that's the best you're going to, that's the Alcohol? best. Alcohol? Uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. We got to talk about wine. What about wine? Yeah. What about cocktails? Uh, well, so wine and cocktails are two, I mean, you know, there, there are, all of these things exist on a spectrum of horrible to maybe even beneficial or horrible to not so horrible if you make the right choice. So alcohol... And do you, do you drink? I do. I drink wine just about every night. Um, I'm, I love wine. My kind of guy. <laughs> uh, but I, but I'm, now I'm mindful of the wines that I choose. So uh, there are certain wines, particularly in the United States, that have 150, 200 grams of sugar per bottle, uh, like as much or more than Coca-Cola. Uh, 
plus they have uh, added tannins and you know histamine forming compounds and one or more of 76 approved additives that the US Department of Agriculture does not require you to disclose on your wine label. I drink clean wine. So I drink wines that are from uh, old growth uh, European, uh, some South American uh, wineries that are sourced by my f- my friend Todd White at uh, Dry Farm Wines. Obsessed with Dry Love Farm it. Wines. I just read a yeah. blog post on this. Katie introduced me from Wellness Mama. Yeah. So I, I, I'm probably the first of our, of our group that, that embraced the whole concept because I, like I, I want to drink wine and Todd's story was a great one, which is he's, he's keto. He's one of my keto friends. He's been keto for 10 years and he's very fit and very healthy and energetic and all the things you want to see in a person. Um, and he loves the lifestyle, but he likes wine. And he, and he found that when he was drinking regular, you know, Napa wines, not to name names, but he was, he was, you know, feeling like crap the next morning and, and, and the keto wasn't working for him. So he, started researching uh, wines that had uh, no sugar, lower alcohol, devoid of these approved additives. So they're, they're crisp, clean wines. And I, when I first started doing this, I thought, well, Jesus, how am I going to give up my, my big, rich, full fat, leathery, chocolatey California cabs? And now it's like, I can't, I can't drink it. They they or taste the same like way. they taste it's like cough syrup. Yes, to me. it's too heavy. Yeah, you trained your taste buds exactly. Which is what, by the way, we do when we when we cut sugars and we we get rid of our sweet tooth. You know, we still like sweet, but we're not craving it. For instance, right. So uh, to answer your question, a little bit of alcohol uh, isn't going to derail your ketogenic um, efforts. Uh, there's things like the NorCal margarita, which my friend Rob Wolf sort of invented, you know, it's, uh, no sugar in that and, uh, uses tequila. Tequila is one of the approved, uh, spirits that you can consume. Uh, but having said all of that, ethanol is still a toxin. So it's like you, you know, there's on that spectrum, you're still better off not drinking than you are drinking. But if you're going to drink then be mindful of your choices. Don't drink uh, any kind of a beverage with an umbrella on it, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I think you can enjoy your life. And at the end of the day, my mantra at Primal Kitchen and at Primal Blueprint and all of my primal businesses is live awesome. So when it comes to food, I, I don't ever let myself go hungry or hangry. Um, I enjoy every bite of food I put in my mouth. I'm not going to eat something just because it's healthy. Just take it away. I, I want everything that I eat to taste great. I want to enjoy the most of every possible moment in life. So I don't want to be putting off enjoyment for tomorrow if I can enjoy this moment today. Uh, and so that includes social occasions where you might have some wine, um, maybe once in a while, a bite or two of uh, dessert, you know, depending on what kind of dessert or what my my mood is. I'm not... I'm not so dogmatic about this that I, you know, I refuse on principle to have certain types of food. I live in what I call the keto zone. So I've done the work. I've refined my metabolism. I have this metabolic flexibility and efficiency that I talk about so that I can have a couple of bites of cheesecake and not have it change anything about the way I feel or my energy levels or cannibalizing muscle tissue or whatever the you know, the something old, my dad says, says, I'm going to butcher it. Says something like never put off what you can do today. Cause if you like it today, you can do it tomorrow. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try and wrap my head around that after the show and figure out if I can use that. But it sounds good. What's a book, a podcast or a resource that you can recommend to our audience. That's brought you extreme value. Wow. You're springing that on me because I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I like a lot of guys, uh, podcasts. Look, I mean, I, I have to say I learned so much from Joe Rogan because he's he's such wide a range he's so wide range and he's you know he's just knowledgeable enough to ask the right questions but not so knowledgeable that he that he's forcing you know an unlearned opinion on you so I'm a I'm a big fan of Rogan for the podcast um but you know I Peter Atia um is a a deep diver into uh keto and and health and wellness space in terms of books, 
I have to say, I don't read much anymore. In ter- I, I read a lot, but I read novels because I, I have 30 years of reading nothing but technical journals. And now that I'm, quote, retired... <laughs> Um, time just, to disconnect a bit. Yeah, I, I want to like if I'm on a vacation, I want to read, I want to read a novel or I want to read. Who do, you, who do you like? I read a lot of novels. Let's see. So I, I mean, you know, like Ken Follett's series, uh, you know, in the 11th and 12th century are, are great. But also, um, I like uh, Connolly, um, uh, Balducci, or Baldacci. Um, you know, just I'm. Um, uh, you just moved to Florida, right? Yes. There's a guy you need to read. Maybe you have Carl Hyacin. Have you ever read his books? No. It's all about the crazy characters that are in Florida. I got to read it then. You have, he's got a whole series. There's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a character in there named Skink who lives in the swamps. You, okay. you, you'll <laughs> like it. It's all it's all these knuckleheads that just get into these in trouble. It's novel. You'll read them in a day or two. Where yeah. can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. Your Instagram, Primal Kitchens Instagram, the oh, website, wow. everything. So my Instagram uh, is uh, Marxist and Primal. And uh, the website is Mark's Daily, the blog is Mark's Daily Apple, and that's really the, the OG of the, my platforms. Uh, and then primalkitchen.com to find out about uh, our food line. Um, and then I have a, a robust coaching uh, business. We, we, we actually coach coaches to be, you know, do what I do, uh, primalhealthcoach.com. We've had 4,000 people go through that program. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for taking the time and coming on. You are a wealth of knowledge. Oh, thank you for having me. I was taking notes during the episode of what I'm going to order, and I'm going to have a lemon turmeric primal kitchen salad. Nice. <laughs> this is going to be one of our the episodes of my own episodes where I go back and listen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks for coming on, Thanks, Mark. Mark. Appreciate it. Bye. Don't forget, there is a huge giveaway happening on this episode. Okay, three of you are going to win $300 worth of Primal Kitchen goodies. This basket is major. Again, we're going to pick three of you guys to each win a $300 basket of Primal Kitchen goodies. You're going to get the lemon turmeric dressing in there. Don't worry. All you have to do is tell us your favorite Primal Kitchen product on my latest Instagram at The Skinny Confidential and then follow at Primal Kitchen Foods on Instagram. So easy. You guys are going to be obsessed with their products. 